Thanks for listening to an episode of Historical Comic Art with Kate Beaton. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to an episode of Historical Comic Art with Kate Beaton right here on Trent Radio 92.7 FM, CFFF Peterborough. Hello. Hello. And welcome to We Like Stuff, stuff and, and So, so Should, should You. you. <laughs> A show where we talk about the stuffs we like. Yeah. Ain't that true? And we have to pick different things. Because I can't talk about Melissa all the time. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh what a... What a sweet thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where that came from? But yeah, I'm Brenny. This is Melissa. I am. I am Melissa. Um, we are here at Trent Radio. Any 2.7. C-F-F-F-F-M. Yes. Yes. Do you have any little likes today? Um, yeah, my hat. Your hat is good. Yeah. But that's that's specifically the thing. Um, this hat that I'm wearing, it's how do how would you describe it? I would describe it as a newspaper boy in the twenties yelling from the corner of a street, asking people to buy the, their uh, extra n- extra. Yeah, that that exact hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time I describe it, but every time I wear it, usually like even if it's the same person, they'll just be like, "Oh, nice hat," and I'll be like, "Thanks." You said that the last time I wore. It. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's just like, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it. You don't wear a hat a lot, so it's no. I used to always wear a hat. Okay, well, you don't wear it a lot. So. I know. Well, for the whole, for a whole almost half year, I had colored hair. Yes, you did. So the hat would have been bad. It was null and void. Exactly. No hats. <laughs> no hats here. No hat gang. Okay. What about you? My little like today is. Seeing those weird wish advertisements. (laughs) Um, I don't know if anyone's ever been on Facebook or something and seen these advertisements for things on Wish. Um, They are the most wild products that I've ever seen. And And I feel like they're products that there's not really a market for them. Um, normally, and everything has been collected here in, um, in a place where, um, you know, you can find all manner of odd things. Um, I know you found like definitely weirder things. My favorite thing to to, to I know always your pop favorite up is, the, is the fart pants. Yeah, I know your favorite thing is the fart pants. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they're like basically bicycle shorts with a little like puff cloud um, coming but, out the back. Yeah, and the puff cloud is clearly not actually there but it's like it's it's i guess it's like super pa- padded around your butthole it's <laughs> one of my favorite things <laughs> what just is it just it's just there's watermelon seeds you get 50 seeds but there's just these two people trying to lift this watermelon it is literally it's funny. not that's it's, not it's real. photoshopped 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. but it's it's just really funny um my other favorite thing about wish is going on to like these incredible dresses that they have mm. like a picture of it and like yeah. as like the description and you go to people's reviews and it shows what the dress actually looks like oh the quality not the same varies not the same well that's the thing about wish too like i think wish has now become the standard but i used to see ads on facebook all the time to be like hey just pay for shipping we'll give you stuff 
Yeah, because, Wish does that. Well, no, I know. But like it was it was always like a ploy to be like, oh, if you like it, you'll probably buy more. And mm-hmm. I never did. But mm-hmm. I did that once. And I got these like necklaces that um, have all the elements from Avatar. So I have four necklaces. And I pay like $10 for shipping. And then I just have them. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. this are worked they, out. Are they good? Yeah, they're they're sitting on one of the, the shelves that we have. Oh, I'll show them to you. I don't know if I've ever home. seen them. Well, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know what to do with them. That's They're fair. It's just like, I paid $10. They showed up in like two months because I don't know yeah, where takes, they came from. It takes forever to get things on that show. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my little like. I won't dwell too much more on that. I considered making that a big like, but uh, that's really all I have to say about it. So I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> um, okay. Am I first or are you first? I don't remember. We skipped uh, reading week. Yeah. And we... and we skipped like a week before. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is this episode 16? Mm. I'm the one that does the thing. You are. I think it's episode 16. Okay. But it doesn't it doesn't track for how many weeks. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Why not? Okay. Um, my first thing is um, a book, and it is by Kate Beaton, and it is called The Princess and the Pony. It was published in 2015, and it won the Children's Book Award. It was also Kate Beaton's first children's book um and it was inspired by her nephew mm-hmm. um and it is an incredible book um, i'm actually going to see how much i can read of it before i have to stop <laughs> um and i will say that the um, art is fantastic the art is fantastic and the pony which you will hear about in the story um is um colloquially known fat po- as fat pony because it's just like a little round rotund pony yes and it definitely showed up before, before in her other works yeah before the story and i'm um, pretty sure she worked on adventure time because it's i'm pretty sure it's the the poo, poo brain pony it's the same yeah. yeah um but also um it's a nice memory for brendan and i too because he bought me a fat pony plushie before the book and then got me the book after yeah and so it's like a special thing the little fat pony so see it's a trick i can't talk about you we can't talk about each other but we talk about the things that we do. <laughs> yes anyway you should really <laughs> get this book or look it up just so you can see the arcs it's like really nice um also kate beaton does a lot of other cool stuff like her historical comics that are put in collections like <gasps> vagrant and yeah. step aside pops which maybe i'll talk about in a different time because those were really what really got me into Kate Beaton, who apparently was at Trent Radio and did an ID, which I played, and also other stuff. Um, but anyway, that's really cool facts. But yes, this is The Princess and the Pony by Kate Beaton. <clears throat> In a kingdom of warriors, the smallest warrior was Princess Pinecone, and she was very excited for her birthday. Most warriors get fantastic birthday presents, shields, amulets, helmets with horns on them, things to win battles with, things that make them feel like champions. Princess Pinecone got a lot of cozy sweaters. Warriors don't need (laughs) cozy sweaters. Oh boy, the art on this is so good. It's really good. (laughs) What does her sweater say? Special girl. Excellent. This year, it would be different. Pinecone made sure... To let everyone know exactly what she wanted. A big horse. A fast horse. A strong horse. A real warrior's horse. And they tried their best. But they didn't get it quite right. 
<laughs> and this page just has a huge picture of Fat Pony. It's, it's perfect. Please just, if you're going to do anything, just look up what Fat Pony looks like because it's um, perfect. <clears throat> I can't ride that, said Princess Pinecone. It's too small. It's too round. And I think its eyes are looking in different directions. <laughs> This was true, but only sometimes. <laughs> but you can't say no to a birthday present, so she took the little pony to her room, where it ate things it shouldn't have and farted too much. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> now, as it happens, as a great ba- um, a great battle was coming up, and battling is a warrior's favorite thing to do. The princess tried to teach the pony how to be a real warrior horse. But the pony was hopeless. We'll never be champions, Pinecone sighed. The day of the great battle arrived. All the other warriors seemed very big and very tough. Just do your best, she told the pony. All the other warriors are very big and tough. The starting horn sounded, and what a battle it was. There were dodgeballs and spitballs and hairballs and square balls. Those were new. People were getting knocked over left and right. Pinecone stood at the edge, looking for her chance to dive in. Just then, Otto the Awful, the meanest warrior of all, charged right for her. The crowd held its breath. Pinecone fumbled for her spitballs. But Otto stopped in his tracks. His eyes grew very wide. Aw, he said, what a cute little pony. Who would want to hurt a roly-poly pony like you? Warrior after warrior paused to admire the pony. What a cutie pie, said Sally Smash. He's he's so round, said Carlos the Cruel. Aw, he looks a bit like me, said Huge Harold. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be Huge Harold. Oh, 100%. Pinecone was flabbergasted, flummoxed, floored. This is not how a battle usually goes, she said. You're right, said Otto, but we warriors don't often get to show our cuddly sides. Princess Pinecone thought about it. Well, she said, I can help you with that. Soon all the warriors had their own cozy sweaters. They were looking pretty cuddly for a bunch of brutes. They all have really great sweaters. There's one that says go nuts and it's got a peanut on it. And one says chirp and it's got a little duck, a little chicken. A little, a little chicken. A little baby. This one's a Steven Universe one. <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing. Everyone voted Pinecone and the Pony the most valuable warriors of the day. Pinecone threw her arms around the pony. You're the best horse a warrior could ask for, she cheered. Nothing can stop a team like us. The little pony was so excited, it lifted its tail and farted. Well, said Pinecone, we can work on that. (laughs) And that's it. That's Princess and the Pony by Kate Beaton. Um, The story is made 100% better by the pictures, um, but I feel like the text is also just very entertaining. Yeah, her art style is very excellent. I'm pretty sure she... Is she the... She's the one that we follow on twitter that has like little comics about her because she just had a baby yeah she has a little baby named mary yeah um she she one of my favorites about that um she basically just did a little comic where she's like i'll I'll, I'll take care of you baby you can have a little drugs as a treat when you're older i'm a cool mom and it's just so good it's just it's it's exactly what 
I feel it's appropriate. She, anyways, Kate Beaton is cool. Yeah, and she is the coolest. Please come back. <laughs> and um, yeah, this book is like just a really fun time. Obviously, you just heard it, but I mean, the art is really worth looking into. Keep Kate Beaton's other work also really worth looking into because Harka Vagrant is really good. Um, What's the other one? Step called? Aside Pops. Yeah. They're both like anthologies of her different historical comics, which are just really ridiculous and funny. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really worth, really worth your while to look her up because it's, she's just super fun. And um, Fat Pony is one of the greatest characters um, Brendan and I really have bonded over our mutual love for Fat Pony. Absolutely. So, Last time know. I checked, if you, if you actually go down to the Toronto Reference Library in, um, well, in Toronto, it's just like Young and Bloor. Excuse me. Um, they still sell, um, they, they might still have the plushies. But they should hopefully still have the pins as well. You can get a fin- uh, pin yeah, of fart. Oh, yeah, we both have those. Yeah, I think Fat Pony is farting in the pin. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Fat Pony is farting because it's a little roly-poly pony who farts. And it's just, like, such a nice story that, like, all of these warriors just, like, get distracted by this cute little rotund pony. And they're like, yeah, we don't need to fight today. We yeah. got something cute. They get to show it's their cuddly good. sides. It's very, very, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, it's pretty much all I want to say about that. So very good. Yeah. Well then, my first thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, is miso soup. Very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like soup in general is like. It's too big. Right? It's too big. But, like, we might have, there might be a couple times where we talk about, you know, lentil soup, tomato soup's pretty good. You know what's... That's... that's this is, okay, this is getting really off topic. No, no, it's, it's not off topic. Do you mind? Okay. I'm risking... It's not off topic at all. I don't sure. know. Okay, this is just okay. Anyway. Um, you know, I haven't had in a long time. Soup? Italian wedding soup. That's a weird soup, and I've never enjoyed the way it looks. Oh, I love it. It's so I'm good. sure it tastes great. It's got these little tiny meatballs in I it. I know. It's I just... so fun. And little tiny noodles. It's like everything's tiny and there's spinach. <laughs> and Parmesan. Mm. Well, I remember when we used to work at Tim Hortons, that was like always like an option. And I'd look at it, and it'd be like, this sucks. They had Italian wedding? They had minestrone. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they it had looks, a... It looks weird. No, but... I know. I've seen the soup. I'm pretty sure they had it sometimes where it's just like tiny meatballs. And I was like, this sucks. And I would always just take the chili and I would always just take too much bread. And that would be my lunch. Yeah, classic. But yeah, no, soup is always good. Soup is good. Soup in general is like a wild food. Um, just, I don't want to get like too much into the science of it because I... It's been a while since I like kind of like looked it up and like fully digested it, but something about something about soup being like liquid and solids and like not necessarily puree, but like if you pre- puree stuff too, it's like it's such a good thing for your stomach to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already kind of pre-digested. Yeah, so you get a lot more out of it, but it's also like there's like it's it's liquid, so you don't have to worry. But anyways, soup is good, um, but in particular miso soup. Um, I think the first time I had miso soup was when we just went to sushi, um, like any all-you-can-eat sushi, and that was, I've been going to sushi, I don't know, since like grade 10 or something, I don't know, 
it was always that cool. like, I don't know it was always that like huge <laughs> fad it was like it was like yeah that, that's all the cool kids and then it became like a hipster thing and then it was just like well yeah there like it was a huge there there was like lots of like internet memes about like if you're hipster these are like the three things you do and I can't remember like I know sushi was one like one of them it was just like you just you, during your 20s you just always go to sushi mm. I don't know that's what the internet told me and I was like hey you're not wrong I'm that's what I'm doing right now I, the internet didn't tell me to do it I'm already doing it and you're now calling me out on it I see mm. mm-hmm. but that's, yeah that's fair um, and I think, yeah, the, after, so miso, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a Japanese soup consisting of a stock, oh, 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 my phone did something weird, um, a stock called dashi, which is miso paste mixed with all sorts of different ingredients, um, depending on, like, seasonal stuff, like if you're having it traditionally, it'll be seasonal or it'll, the ingredients will vary by region, even the prepackaged stuff that I've bought, I don't read any kind of any other language actually so sometimes I've bought uh, I've bought miso soup that has these rings that I don't know what the rings are onion? Uh, maybe but like you've seen it before right? Because it, it's either it's like the, this. It's kind of like freeze dried. Yeah. Like if you get like a Mr. Noodle bowl. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. usually it, probably... it comes with the, the seaweed uh, and the, the cubes of tofu. Um, the miso paste is. Miso is typically made out of um, uh, soybeans, salt, and a fungus. Uh, I guess classically. No, not classically. The Latin term or the Latin name is asper. Let me see this. Asparagillus orize? Maybe? Asparagus orze. <laughs> cool. Um, but then, like, yeah, it's, so it's fermented soybean salt, this fungus, which is like, sure, mm. we use fungus for cheese, like, well, mold for cheese. It's like, nobody cares. Um, and, like, also, like. I care, I care a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, like, rice or, or barley or other kind of, like, ingredients. Um, and then there, what I didn't really know, there's like different types of miso, like red miso. Um, what makes them different? Uh, red miso is fermented for longer, um, and it's like it's like richer, deeper flavor. Um, there is a white miso, which I'm pretty sure is just typically the one I have, or there is a mixed one. Um, the red is. It's like wines. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, the red, I'm going to try and read these. Uh, Akamiso. Uh, sh- uh, the white is Shiromiso. I'm sure these are just... The, I don't know. Uh, and then the mixed one is called Awase. Hmm. Who knows if I'm saying that correctly, but I'm trying. Uh, apparently the stock is made up... Uh, uh, traditionally made up of dried baby sardines. Don't know why it's got to be babies. Um, Smaller. <laughs> Less bones. <laughs> Is that uh, true? Maybe. Well, I don't know if it had less bones. It might have more, but they might not be fully formed. So it would just be like chewing through nothing. If, you know. Well, and sardines in general, you don't really debone sardines, I don't think. But they also don't put like full sardines in miso soup. It's no, like, I know. Cro- I imagine that it's like dried and then like. Yeah. But like, I've, I've, like I've had sardines before and stuff like that. Like... 
I, I, you just kind of chew through the bones. It's, but it's not, but it's not like regular bones either. Like fish have a weird set of bones, and if you've had fish before, like, like bass or anything, you you gotta despine it and everything like that. Otherwise, you're gonna pierce your mouth and it's gonna be bad. Yeah. But like smaller fish, it's just like, and that's yeah. it. I've never really been a fan of that. I know. But uh, that yeah. I don't mind. It's the mushrooms. I gotta turn you on to mushrooms. Mushrooms yeah. are good. Mushrooms, I, I you're very like medium them, about it. I like them more, but I am still very medium. Yeah. I don't care about the fish. My mom will fight tooth and nail about fish because she really likes it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't care. I can go I either like way. Certain types of fish. Well, yeah. I don't like seeing a fish head. No, and that's like that's another thing too. Like I remember my mom w- was watching Oprah, and they were going on about something like try all these weird foods, and one of them was like just a fish head that was like cooked and fried. And, like, Oprah was, like, freaking out. All these people were freaking out. It was, like, a very funny thing. And my mom was like, I do that, like, once a week. Because uh-huh. we just eat the whole thing. And it's like, hell yeah. Because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was just, I it was. dissociate the animal from the food. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you know, that's uh, just the way. <laughs> for me, it's, it's like, it, it's like that whole, it's like the, it's like the, that major theory about, well, that major philosophy just in general. It's like, know what you're doing. Do it. Yeah. If it's good, that's fine. If it's bad, that's okay. Do the bad thing. Just know what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like that's that's how I feel about it. But anyways, yeah. I don't like I don't like fish head. That's that is like there's barely anything there. You just suck out like fat. And I'm sure like has also. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Where, yeah, we're talking about miso. <laughs> I'm having a we're good time. Talking about baby sardines. <laughs> um, dried kelp. That's another part of it. Um, so. Baby, it's saying um, dried baby sardines is niboshi. Um, dried kelp is kombu. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Thin shavings of dried and smoked um, skipjack tuna or bonito, which is then referred to as katsuoboshi. Um, dried shiitake. Uh, com- the kombu, which is the dried kelp, can also be used in a combination with all sorts of the other ingredients, and you can have like a vegetable stock rather than having like the the sardines, which I'm pretty sure most pla- most Western places when they introduce miso soup, it's vegetarian. It's yeah, to my knowledge, I really hope so. I'm pretty sure Mike had miso t- before, and I was like, it's just soybean. He's like, okay, I don't really like it anyways. Well, <laughs> it's definitely not vegetarian. Well, no, like yeah. if you get it's like soybean paste, it's like miso is just like soybean, like yeah. fermented, yeah. But, yeah, a lot of the time they put the fish in. No. Yeah. Yeah, the anchovies. That's a part of it a lot of the time. But, I'm, like, you, you, it's not in the soup. Yeah, because it's, like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, crushed up. Oh. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Sorry, Mike. It's, like, fish paste or something. I got you. Fish sauce or something. That's, yeah. like, how I'm picturing it. Yeah, I got you. That's fair. Because it does have, like, a kind of a unique taste that's more sometimes more fishy that's fair but like when we buy it mm-hmm. it the paste doesn't seem fishy it's just very salty yeah that's the sardine <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh, think so yeah, well, there's I a discrepancy know. here well but anyway you know, sometimes we say things on this show and we don't know if they're true or not <laughs> usually i'm fine well <laughs> yeah anyways miso is just really great um, it's, it's like super salty, but it's super, it's super flavorful. I'm pretty sure that 
what is it? The four flavors: it's sweet, spicy, salty, and umami. It's it's like a mix. I'm sure it's like a mixture of umami and and salty miso is for me. I don't know. I don't know what umami means. Um, somebody ma- like somebody. So- Anyways, that's a whole other topic. Just the the figuring out the fourth flavor. Just being like, hmm, umami. Anyways, miso soup is great. Um, there was that one time we made miso ramen. Um, and like when it's fresh, it's really great. When it's not fresh, maybe don't make so much. But I made a lot because I was really excited. Yeah, we um, made a mistake that yeah. day. But you can like, miso is super, super inexpensive. Um, there's that... Um, that uh, like Asian supermarket store Mings Mings yeah downtown uh, on George yeah on yes. George Street yeah and they anyways that place is really great too you can get a lot of fresh vegetables and all sorts of great things fresh fruit and they yeah they just had like a tub of miso paste for like five bucks and it was like oh this is great and then I used some and it was like I have so much left how yeah it goes a long way yeah it's, it's very concentrated it's nuts um but yeah, miso is just really great. I really I, I, like it. It's 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 so nice, but it's so light. But the flavor is so rich. It's it it does so much. And you can if you add less water, you get this very like salty, uh, very like rich experience. And if you add more water, it's just like yeah, nice light soup, just to end out your day. Um, whenever we buy it, like yeah, I just usually have it like as a nighttime snack because I don't want to eat something too heavy. Yeah, you have miso soup a lot. It's like an instant yeah. thing. And it's it's really great because the miso that we generally get, it, like the, the kelp or the seaweed, like when you pour in everything, I'm, I'm sure when you make it fresh, it's a little different. But when you have it instant, it's dried seaweed. So the, the, the seaweed is probably like maybe maybe an eighth of the size of like your fingernail. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's as big as your like like half of your palm and it's like okay and it's it's just chewy and good everything about it's great it is good it's You're just right. good yeah mm-hmm. what's your second thing oh we're okay what? is there anything else you want to say about miso or are you okay uh, not really I just, it's like when i talked about donuts i was just going on mm-hmm. get those jelly donuts out of my face i don't need to bite into something that you know explodes in my mouth in that way but miso soup it's just you know same thing miso soup's just great mm-hmm. i'm pretty great. sure it doesn't have anchovies all the time but we're not we're not certain on that so i'm pretty Maybe sure check in um okay. sorry mike <laughs> um my second thing is a tv show it's not the one no, no it's not. come on it's, not. it's um rupaul's drag race oh that's fair yeah i um really enjoy this show um i have seen every season now i think and even the early ones um which the, is oh my god which is wild um i've watched the early ones with you it's like traveling it's yeah it's like traveling back in time like the film the quality sta- the, standards. the fashion yeah the fashion is probably the most jarring thing because like you go back to the early 2000s and you're like i never wanted to see those low-rise pants ever again and people are wearing them and that's what's fashion uh, but they're also saying like you know that looks good you did a good thing and we're like 
No. Oh, this like, was never good. You made that dress. It's nice that you made that. Yeah. You, that you, is not you have, something you have good I technique. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, and it's hard to like, you know, watch something like that because it's like, usually when you watch a show like this, you're like really rooting for someone. You're like, yeah, that person's cool. And there was actually someone on like the first or second season, I can't remember, who was like kind of different. And so their fashion kind of transcended the trends. Yo. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But, um, they didn't win, did they? Actually, I think they did. Ooh. I can't remember. It all kind of blurs together. Because um, <laughs> what? There's like 14 seasons plus the All-Stars and it's, then all these well, other ones? Well, it's on season 12, but oh, okay. um, there are a bunch of All-Star seasons as well. So basically, the premise of RuPaul's Drag Race is there are a bunch of drag queens that are invited to come onto the show. Um, and they're like really good ones from different parts of the United States and also Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is part of the States. So they can is also- it? I don't know enough about geography. Um, it's, it's not connected. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, but... It's just like a part, but yeah. I guess it's like Hawaii or Alaska. It's like, sort of. I don't know. Um, but it's also like not a state. It's like a weird thing. Um, anyway, so you have all these people who come in and they um, are a part of this contest to become the... Um, yeah, the winner of Real RuPaul's Drag Race, um, drag superstar, and um, normally it's like fourteen contestants. Um, they win a hundred thousand dollars, a bunch of cosmetics, and a starring role on this like touring show that happens, like a touring live drag show that happens after the um, actual filming of the show occurs. I know um, you're very excited. Tell them what the first season's prize was. Yes, I was going to. Thank you. The first season's prize was um, $20,000. And um, I think it was like $5,000 in worth of cosmetics. But I. Um, so it actually, the first film season was from 2009 um, and won a cash prize of 20000 So comparatively to $100,000, um, and that actually... Inflation, I mean, inflation aside, I'm pretty sure the, the next season was $100,000. <laughs> what? Yeah. Cause they it did got, it immediately? I'm pretty sure because it just like got really popular. Yo, the first, the first winner I'm gonna, got I'm going to double screwed. check. Well, that's the thing is that... Um, 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 the, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to look up RuPaul, Paul Drag Race. Anyways, I only, I, I don't remember what season it was. I only was super invested into one season. Um, and I've watched like partially seasons, like other seasons with you. Um, but the only time I was super invested is when I saw Bob the Drag Queen and I was like, yeah, that's, that's more... absolutely yes. Oh, second season they only won twenty five thousand, so it went up a little bit. Moving but up. I can't remember when the the prize went up to one hundred thousand. It might mm. have been like season three or four. But um, yeah, I think the other things that I was gonna say, yeah, Bob the Drag Queen is really cool. Um, the the one interesting thing is that so all so basically the whole premise of the show is like it's a reality show they compete in different contests which are sometimes based on building costumes sometimes based on acting sometimes mm-hmm. singing they have to write songs or like act in this like parody show or they have to write a promo for a product they invent like it's all like 
classic, like show your drag style through these different challenges. Um, and then at the end of the episode, the two people who have done the worst deemed by the judges compete in a lip sync for your life where they have to have pre prepared for this lip sync, lip sync with the words and no one knows who's going to be in the bottom. So really all of them have to prepare, which um, is wild. Cause which sometimes bit some people in the butt when they don't know the words or uh, <laughs> yeah. they don't like really have a good dance prepared yeah so um sometimes that's bad but uh yeah and then you know someone gets to chante you stay and someone <laughs> has to sashay away and then that's the whole thing um and then all stars is basically they bring back people who didn't win previous seasons and they compete um to see who will win the all star season mm-hmm. which is really fun but the very first season um, the winner of that season, spoiler, was um, Bibi Zahara Benet. Yes. But she got to come back, that dragon got to come back for um, one of the seasons of All Stars, even though winners weren't normally allowed to, because the prize was so low mm-hmm. in the first season. Um, and, and Bibi Zahara Benet got really close to winning that. Uh, Which is, yeah, I think that's really that cool. That All Stars like, season. When you, when you compare the, the standards as well, it's like you've definitely grown as a drag queen. So, like, this mm-hmm. is fair. Yeah, and... Um, well, it's... I know it's, like, supposed to be a parody on um, that America's Next Top Model, but, like, yeah. even looking at the first season of America's Next Top Model versus, like, now kind of seasons, it's, like... Oh, yeah, the first the season was very, very... <laughs> so, I guess the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race, it went up to 75,000, so we're getting there, getting there. Mm. Um but yeah, you can watch like most of the episodes on Netflix now. I think they put up like most of the seasons, which when I started getting into it, a lot of them weren't on there. So it was harder to find. I had to buy some of the seasons, but I um, I really enjoy the show. I think it's very fun. Um, it's interesting to see drag queens. And obviously, um, it's also important to support local drag queens as well. Like Peterborough has got quite a few yeah. awesome drag queens in our... We went to that one... <coughs> Excuse me. I think it was like a, <coughs> a like a burlesque thing. Yeah, we did do that. That was really cool. I and the drag queen, I can't remember their name, but the drag queen that showed up, they were just having a time. Yeah, they were great. Um, and yeah, like we have a local, because a lot of times drag queens have like houses, um, which is basically like a lot Harry of... Harry Potter? No. Like, no, no. I'm it's, sorry. It's like they have a bunch of drag queens will share like the last, the same last name, and you have like oh, a drag mother who like, teaches you That's how to be a drag queen, and then you take their last name, so you have whatever your drag name is, and then you become part of that family. Gotcha. Um, so like Harry like, Potter. No, sorry. not like Harry Potter at all. Continue. Um, like, what's what's that drag queen's name? Oh man, this is gonna really bother me. Uh, the one that goes all the time. Oh, <laughs> they have that show. They had that show on Netflix where they were a yeah. dance uh, instructor because they had that whole dance studio. I can never do that properly. And then there was yeah. that one other drag queen that was oh, Alyssa to... Edwards. Yeah. So the House of Edwards is a thing. So there's like drag people in that house. Peterborough has its own house, House of Accounting, and that's like a drag house. It's really? Like, yeah. That's cool. They've got a bunch of drag queens. I've seen a couple of shows, and they are very good. So, yeah, it's really cool to see. So, like the houses of... in Game of Thrones. Yes. That more, makes more sense. More like that, but yes. 
Um, but yeah, um, it's really cool to see all of these um, um, superstar drag queens that mm-hmm. have like all of this because we actually were really lucky to go and see the live RuPaul's Drag Race <gasps> show, which was really cool. Um, so like the winners of that season were really amazing, and so they put on like, production value was bonkers. That one the, person that came out in the martini glass. Or the wine glass, yeah, sorry. Violet Chachki. Yeah, Violet Chachki is a. Is, you should look that drag queen up. Um, but yeah, it's like super high production value, like these amazing costumes. Is like the Danforth Hall, right? The Danforth Music Hall, yeah. Yeah, it's it, sorry. The stage was just really great too, and it was. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it was a really great show, and we were really lucky to see that. Um, it was really cool. But yeah, the production value for stuff like that is just like out of this world but you know it's also important to like yeah support the local drag queens Mm -hmm. because i think that's a thing that sometimes people yeah like like it's 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 definitely more important because i I feel like they like just that whole um art that whole like drag queens in general like they don't get a lot they're they're not well the popularity is like different in in modern media I feel like drag queens are super popular because of RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race, and it has, like, such a big following. But people really just know these, like, really big yeah, exactly. drag queen names, which is great. Like, they are awesome, and they are so talented. But there like are super talented it, but... local folks as well who, um, you know, Still it's hard. Still deserve that adoration, but it's like yeah. if you if you only well, know the one and you – you, it's like refusing to branch out because you don't know. Or just like not having – yeah, just not having the knowledge of it. And I feel like, um, you know, it's it's hard for people to get started in this art form because it costs a lot of money and it's a lot of learning about how – like making the – getting those costumes and shoes and stuff. Like and it's like, a lot in wigs and – Making – like even making a persona, like figuring out who – Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Like, yeah, all that stuff really adds up and like so, you know, it's a – it's really cool to see people in our community be able to do that and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is a sweet show. I also really like All Stars. It's fun. Um, the reason why I'm talking about it also is because season 12 comes out on Friday, the first episode of season 12, um, which I am very excited about. That's not going to air on Netflix, though. No, I usually get like... You buy the whole a thing. buy a season pass. Because I'm just like too... I'm too invested in it. Like I, I really just need to watch it because it's it's like my weekly thing. Mm-hmm. It's like because we don't have cable or anything. Like sometimes you have to have that one thing that you splurge on every once in a while. Oh, okay. And RuPaul's Drag Race is my thing that I. I thought you were gonna about to say that sometimes you need like a weekly thing, and it's like no, I don't miss cable. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, no, I don't, and I don't miss advertisements at all. But I'm just saying that like <laughs> I understand. it's it's really cool to. Um, be able to watch something that comes out once a week. It's like the suspense. <laughs> like I am, Or you have to wait, yeah. I am known for binge watching, so you know, like I'll watch something all the way through. But yeah, I mean RuPaul's Drag Race, very good show, very fun. It's obviously not for everyone, but like it's got really cool um like cost the costumes are amazing. The um, approaches to challenges are great and this new season actually i wanted to mention this really quickly they have like a bunch of really cool guest judges coming on um including aoc really oh, yeah. yo um and also like Nicki minaj and robin are all gonna be robin yeah robin 
It's like, I'm dancing on my own. Know that song? I, I might. I can't stand here all night. Do, do, do. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, we played it at our New Year's party as one of the songs. I'm sure you did. Oh yeah, I didn't. I I didn't personally also, know any of those songs. We played it in one of our D and D campaigns that Tristan and I DM'd. I don't know music. <laughs> okay. Okay. You give me too much. Anyway, um, Robin. For everyone who knows Robin, which I'm sure most people do, because Robin is sweet anyway, there's a bunch of cool guest stars um you know rupaul's obviously on it um and then some recurring people are michelle Vishaw. what am i saying michelle visage and um carson cressley and ross matthews are different people that are on it quite frequently um there's great choreographers there's all these really cool people um, sometimes previous queens come back like yeah. Whether they win or or whether they were just like fan favorites and they'll like help out with challenges or like yeah. choreo not choreo like orchestrate challenges yeah. and stuff like that. And one of my favorite things about it too is that like there really is all of this culture, this drag queen culture that exists. And the more you watch it, the more you know about it. So like in later seasons, they'll like reference this one really specific moment from like an earlier season that an earlier queen had done. And it's like everyone knows what that is. Like you don't have to like Miss know. Van well, that's really recent, but yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's all this like terminology and stuff. And the more you get oh, into sure. it, like yeah, the yeah. more you learn about what things mean. And it's just like really fun. And it's then, like a good gateway to that culture. Yeah, and it's also like it's worth it to watch it for the snatch game game alone, which is almost every time is it's it's always you get the best impersonations and then you get the worst and yeah. it's so yeah. cringy. It's it's incredible cuz all the queens have to pick in celebrity impersonation and then dress up like them and act like them and basically play the match game. But also make it funny. Like Yeah, and sometimes it's really great and as Brenda said, sometimes it's horribly cringy, which is also really funny. Um anyway, it's a really fun show. Um I anyway, I've been talking about it for way too long. There you have it. It's been 15 minutes. Well, that's a long time. I'm yawning a lot. And I'm tired too. I keep looking at you. And I'm yawning. Well, it's, it's it's. I was talking to Aaron about it. We when we went rock climbing, I started yawning a lot, and I was like, oh, I hate it, because when I do any kind of exercise, <laughs> when I do any kind of exercise, like I just I can't stop yawning. She was like, oh, I get that too. I'm pretty sure just like your body just being like, breathe, breathe, you idiot, breathe. So it's forcing me, and then. Now I'm just actually tired, so it's like, yeah. All right, we're done breathing. Go to sleep, sleep. Dream, 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 <laughs> dream, dream. That's a Shark Boy and Lava Girl reference for anyone Obviously. out there. Who wow. doesn't know that? I've never watched those movies. It's, it's only one movie, and it's a no. But I, I mean, I haven't watched Spy Kids either, like any of them. Uh, well, this has nothing to do with Spy Kids. Yes, it does. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Aren't they like? Didn't they spawn off of no. the Spy Kids movies? No, 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 no. They no, were no. made by the same people. Well, maybe, but it's a completely different universe. Right? I can't believe you've met Taylor Lautner as a child. I did meet Taylor Lautner as a child. He looks like a dork. Yeah, I have a picture of me and him. Um, he played ping pong with my brother. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like, hey, you're cool. And then Twilight came out and everyone was like, Taylor Lautner. And I was like, yeah, we go way back, you know. And then Check out this weird picture yeah. of me with him. And then you never talk to him ever again. 
Well, how could I? I don't know. Were you actually friends? No. Well, that's that's what I yeah. We literally met one week. We were both. It was like a play date. It was like a it was like a forced play date, and it was like, hey, here's some children. Do something together. No, they were filming Cheaper by the Dozen two on Stony Lake, which is really close Uh, to here. And every once in a while, people from the movie were staying at this like resort. Um, that we were boating, that we boated to. And then he was there that week. A couple of weeks before that, Hillary Duff was there, and I was obsessed with Hillary Duff when I was little. So how was old was really she when, you, when she was there? How, sorry, how old were, yeah, how old was she? I don't know. What's the it age difference like, between you and her? It was probably like 15 years ago. No, 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 but sorry, what's the age difference between uh, you and her? Quite a bit. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like. I would that? say that she's probably 10 years older than me. Ah. But I don't know for sure. I'd say that she's in her mid-30s. That's, I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Continue. I took up all your time. Continue. Tell oh. us about your other thing. Oh, I gotta yawn again. His thing is yawning. It could be. Just kidding. You like? Do you like to yawn? It is very satisfying. <gasps> I hate it. <gasps> I only hate it when it's like, when I'm exercising and it's physically stopping me I from like... I just feel like every time I yawn, it just makes me tired. Yeah, like, then you should go to sleep. Uh, my second thing is magic. The Gathering. We do not have enough time to talk about Absolutely that. not. We do not. Um, I don't have a different second thing, so I'm going <laughs> to do my best. We'll talk about it next week also. Yeah, we could, we could work off it. So Magic the Gathering, it's a game that's been going on for almost like almost 30 years. It's, it was like 1993. Um, it's a card game, uh, but it's made by the people Wizards of the Coast. Um, uh, also make D&D. Exactly. So... So there's two, there's two things. I think today I'll explain the game itself. And next time we'll we talk, could about talk about our the, favorite decks. Yeah, like the lore behind it and stuff. Um, because I don't, like, I haven't sat down and read everything, but I've gotten pieces here and there from, like, Tristan, and I've learned, like, a lot of stuff myself uh, just in looking up the card art and then looking up specific people. Um, so the game is, is it's two or more people that uh, need to play. Um, but it can technically be like, it could be like five, it could be like six. Um, I if would you, not recommend that. Well, no, if you get, if you get up, like four is pretty good. Well, you would, could do six, but like once you get higher, it's like, I this is buck wild. I, I would cap it at four. <laughs> so, um, there's the ways I know to play it. And that's, I'm just going to stick to that because there's like five different formats or probably seven. Um, there's a 60 card format, um, and then there's a hundred card. It's called standard, right? Yeah, standard. Uh, like modern has the modern format has a specific like ban list, uh, but standard it's like yeah, just get some cards and do your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the commander format. Um, so the way magic goes, I'm gonna butcher this because I was trying to explain it to Ali as you were there, and it was like I need to explain this, but I also need to show you, and it's I'm all over I the place. I will help you. Please do. Um, so. In, in the way magic is played, you as a player are, con- are are basically like this this wizard of sorts that are that's like summoning things to help you with this battle. Um, you're the wizard of the coast. There it is. <laughs> um, so you have your library, which is your deck. Um, you start with seven cards, and you go from there. Um, the way power and like magic works in the game not the game itself the way magic kind of flows in the game is that you draw power from the world um so in your deck you will have lands um lands uh when you put them on the field you can 
tap them or like you could like yeah tap them for mana it's just like it's just the moniker to the that's used um and then you you use that mana that you get from the land to do other things um, to like summon more things or put down mm-hmm. artifacts or put down enchantments and things like that everything creatures. yeah creatures everything you do is considered casting a spell for the most part there's artifact spells there's creature spells there's literal like spell spells mm-hmm. um because yeah i think it's yeah, important to say that, like, you know, this is a world that has many planes, very similar to D&D, if you're yeah. similar to that, or you know about that. So you're, um, you're literally, like, pulling creatures from other planes and being like, hey, I need you right now. We're in a fight. Please help. We're summoning you. Yeah. By using an entire forest. Exactly. As, as the cost. But it's, it's, it's really great to think about because the forest just regenerates that magic and that, like, when mm-hmm. you put down lands, or as turns uh, keep progressing, you get to keep them. So you, it's not like yeah. a resource that you get to that you waste yeah it's sustainable yeah uh and then yeah as you go through you kind of build up your land so you are able to cast more powerful things and um it's really cool the way the combat works so there there's your draw phase uh your upkeep so if you've if you've used mana and lands you get to like reset all those and all your creatures and stuff there's the pre-combat phase which is just like a main phase um there is the combat phase or battle phase and then there's the post-combat phase main phase two What's one and two? It's fine. I don't know why it's different. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's in there. Um, and then there's like your end phase, and like you can still like trigger things during the end phase. Mm-hmm. But um, so pre-combat phase, you kind of set up with whatever land you can. Um, combat phase is really great because it's just like, hey, these are all my creatures. I'm going to attack the other player, and then the other player in response is going to be like, well, I have some creatures here too. I'm going to defend myself. You never attack another creature. You're attacking mm-hmm. the player. Yeah. Which I like a lot because I feel like comparatively to different card games, um, like Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it gives you a lot more flexibility because you can be like, okay, I'll take that damage this turn, and then next time I will defend, hopefully, if I have a bigger creature. Exactly. It allows you to keep your field if you want to, and it allows you the flexibility to also defend if you want to. Yeah, it's, it's like there's so many resources. There's your mana pool, which mm-hmm. is the lands. There's your own life pool, which you can choose to take hits before you sacrifice your creatures. Then you have like mm-hmm. the, the resource of creatures. Like If you want to keep amassing stuff, you'll probably take more hits before you start defending. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like the thing I like most about magic is the planeswalkers. Yeah. Um, so, like, without being confusing, as a player, we're basically planeswalkers because we're pulling... A planeswalker is someone who basically has an immense amount of power and is able to just go between planes. Um, in the lore... Um, a player is basically considered a planeswalker because we're pulling other creatures, we're pulling spells, and we're pulling mana and all these things from um, from other planes. But planeswalkers are also types creatures. of cards. Yeah, they're they're not creatures. They don't fight in the same way, but they have all these abilities. They all have busted abilities as well. Yeah, and it's just like really cool because there's a lot of lore about them. But also, like my favorite thing about it is that you can have these like really cool card art characters who have like yeah. these cool sort of stories and you have them in your deck and you're like yeah i get to play this sweet character who i like really like and i think their card art's cool and then you um, have like this other card that shows them like destroying this person like one of yeah. melissa's favorite um characters of the planeswalker vraska um she's a she's gorgon a she's a pirate um she became assassin. The, yeah assassin she became the queen of i can't remember the i believe it was the golgari um and then she like you know she to defend her city she she went to the und uh, she went to like the the undead crypts and was like 
all you creatures, you're now alive, you're undead, and you work for me. Well, that and also just people who are like kind of disenfranchised, who live like yeah, under, not yeah. really undead most. No, 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 but like undead. there was that whole thing where she got them. Yeah, yeah. She got like different, some yeah. zombies. But. Uh, but yeah, no, because she's Gorgon, there's certain cards that are like, hey, tar- destroy this creature. Because she stares at them and turns them to stone, or like, mm-hmm. th- like y- you can still have your creature, but it can't do anything because it's petrified. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's also like you know a lot of the creatures have death touch. Because yeah, because they're all assassins, they're and it's so assassins. cool. And a death touch is just a mechanic, which basically means any damage that they deal just immediately kills the other creature. Because yeah. It's like poison sort of like yeah just... or like they stab you so like if i'm attacking melissa with a creature with death touch it's not going to kill her as a player immediately but if yeah. she wanted to protect her life um in that regard if she defended with like the most powerful creature that she had it would die even if the creature i had only had like one attack power mm-hmm. and a lot of these terms are probably like all Whatever. over the place <laughs> yeah it might not make the most amount of yeah. sense but like if I had one attack power, that person had like twenty defense, and mm-hmm. my creature had death touch. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It'd be like, and, and that's it. I think the thing I like about magic the most is that there's so many strategies that you can like have, and it's just it's like really cool to have um, so many ways to be able to play it because every game is so different. Yeah. And a lot of the decks have like, okay, you're building towards the strategy, but even still, if you don't get that strategy out, it doesn't really matter. Like there's so many ways that you can win. Um, like my Vraska cards, they have a lot of things that are like, if um, like this creature attacks, like does damage to the player, they lose the game. But like the actual chances of you getting to that point are pretty slim, but trying to do that is just like really fun. Yeah, because like the the planeswalkers they come out, they they have their own like set of health. Um so um but they're in the easiest way to describe it, their pool of health um is also their resource. Mm-hmm. So whenever they use a move on your turn, they can they can either like add to the resource and, and or minus, and then their broken ability, um, like one of Raska's, generally is like you get an emblem, which just means that you have this ability for the rest of the game. That if any of your creatures deals damage to an opponent, that opponent loses the game. Yeah, and it's like sure. I've never been able to do that. Also, it, I more recently got that card. But exactly. you know, it's like. But like Vraska may, might start with. Uh, four of their resource and they can gain two at a time and you need to minus like 10 of the resource so it's like you need to have like four or five turns um but it's like if she if you get there that's it you deserve it exactly exactly it's just it's there's so many things and like the commander builds i know i know it always happens uh the commander builds um it's a hundred card deck you can have as many lands as, as you need but you can only have one of each card mm-hmm. so which is cool as well it just it, there's so many different strategies that you can employ whereas a 60 card deck you kind of like try to refine it to one mm-hmm. or two commander deck it's like five different things can pop off and it's like well i have the resources so like let's mm-hmm. party um but, but yeah, yeah we're gonna sign off because we're going a little bit over as and, per um, usual um thank yeah. you for to matt campbell for our background music as usual um we're gonna sign off with a song um called it's literally called untitled uh by uh, luca the last universal common ancestor um and that'll be it thank you so much thank you matt and jim and everybody and all of you thank you